Once was a land of woe and strife Where the people were bereft of hope They prayed to their gods of might and light To deliver the heroes of old Instead they got Heroes, did you hear the quotes in my voice of moral ambiguity? They may help or may not help you at all, depends on what's in it for them. They kick and they punch and they maul and they smash, they lie and they scheme and they burn and they slash. Succeed or fail, it has to the tell, Dungeons and Debuckles starts now. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Dungeons and Debuckles podcast. I'm your host, Kevin. Going around the table, Hannah. I'm Hannah, and I'll be playing Talia, the human rogue. And Blake. I'm Blake, and I'll be playing Juliet, the Eldritch Knight slash Wizard Dragonborn. And Nathan. Hi, I'm playing Bakulis, a half-orc barbarian. And John. Hello. I've got coffee and cookies and kitties and my computer and something else that starts with a concept. Probably. And Shane will not be joining us this week because he is dead. To oh. clarify, Alexander is dead. Shane's fine. Yeah, that's an important distinction. My bad. So, the last time on Dungeons and Debacles podcast, um, you were told that you can, um, or the priest of priestess of Tiamat uh, that you have met in Hollis Point, can raise Alexander from the dead. Except she is missing one critical component, uh, which is a expensive diamond. Um, that she does not have, you do not have, and it's a pretty good bet that no one else in this uh, um, town has. So the wizard that had previously attacked you, Iolus, um, had the idea that there may be one place in the town uh, that may have it, which is this long abandoned manor um, that has some pretty terrible history uh, in this town. It's supposedly haunted. Um, people have entered into this mansion trying to loot it um, in the decades past. There was this uh, terrible um, murder where the lady of the manor found out that her husband was cheating on her uh, with the maid and slaughtered the entire family. You entered the mansion trying to loot it where you were met by some mischievous children you are ghosts who have been harassing you throughout this mansion. Uh, They're bullies. Yeah, and you found uh, multiple dead bodies throughout this place. Uh, you even encountered the Lord of the Manor, who was uh, very upset that you bothered him. Uh, he promptly attacked you. Uh, you were able to drive him off. And that's where you find yourselves now. I believe you are at the bottom of the steps in this great room, um, about to go upstairs. Yep. Yep. After kicking some bourgeois butt. And digging around the toilet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. But does she feel better that now that entire room's cleared now? Yeah. No. I- I'm still disappointed in us. <laughs> okay, so um, are you headed upstairs? Yep. Indeed. You are going to ascend grand marble staircase uh, that leads up to the second floor. Um, You also notice that the staircase also leads down into another area um, that you're not exploring at this point. You ascend this uh, staircase and 
Um, there's just as much dust on that, and you do see some uh, some footprints that lead up here that seem very old. Uh, appears to be like uh, four or five sets that you can tell. So you enter this uh, level above. Do you still have your light spell up, Juliet? Yeah, it lasts for an hour. Almost been an hour. You see the the, the light crest the top of the steps, and um, I guess uh, Bakul and uh, Alindros, you're going first. You crest the top of the steps, and you are looking down this hallway, and there's just as much dust covering everything, and uh, you can see some footsteps uh, that go down the hallway uh, about uh, 50 feet and turn right. As you crest the top of the stairs, you are going to see the apparition of this uh, little girl appear again. And she's waving her finger at you and says, It's not a good idea to come up here. Lady Silverlight is very mad. I'd go back downstairs if I were you and leave. Eh, we got stuff to do. And she's going to say, Well, it's your funeral. <laughs> it's funny because you're already dead. That is right. Very nice. And she's going to disappear. Well then. Uh, forward, shall we? Yep, we got a diamond to get. All right, so uh, you look down this hall. It appears to be a uh, 10-foot, 12-foot um, wide hallway um, that extends as far as you can see. You can see a wall where there is a, a painting on the wall in front of you, and then the hallway appears to turn right. I'm going to take a look at the painting. Make sure it doesn't do any creepy, stupid, creepy, ugly, awful sh- Okay. Um, so as you move forward to investigate the painting, um, you are going to see a man and a woman um, very regally dressed. You're going to notice that the man in the painting uh, looks to be the ghost that you encountered downstairs. So you think this is probably uh, Lord and Lady Silverlight. Hey, Julia, can I borrow your pen and ink for a second? Uh, what for? They need mustaches. I don't think that's the case. You're not wasting my ink on something like that. Philistine. I have a, a quill that has never-ending ink. Oh, yay. Can I borrow that? No, just wanted to let you know. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody understands art. Oh, it's this mischievous, are you? No, I just think these bougie bastards need to be messed with. I see. So are you going to uh, deface the painting? Apparently not. All right, what do we see down the hallway? Uh, you turn the corner, and the one set of footprints that you see in the dusk uh, stop, and you look down, and you are going to see the body of a dwarf uh, that appears to have been here for many, many years. Uh, it's desiccated. He appears to be wearing um, some split mail, and carrying an axe. Let's go ahead and search the corpse. See if he has a diamond on him. You never know. Why would he have a diamond? He only got up to this point. Maybe he found it in the toilet. Uh, you look at his hands and you don't see that there's any cake shit on them or anything. <laughs> uh, give me an investigation check. Two. Yeah, it's, um, <laughs> you, you know, look around and you're like, yep, this is a dead dwarf. Hey guys, there's a body here. You see the body? There's a body. Uh, 16 uh, for yep. Talia. 
So, uh, Talia, you're going to go um, rooting around this uh, corpse. Um, you see that um, some of the splint has uh, started to rust. And uh, as you, like, um, move the body, uh, who is currently face down onto his back, some of it breaks. You are going to notice that his throat has been slit and the axe is still in his hand and has some dried blood on it. You think um, that he slit his own throat with his axe. Um, guys, I, I think this guy killed himself. That's that's ridiculous. Why would he do that? With such a practical weapon. Dwarves are very morose. The coping work of Lady Crap of Carnet. Silver button. <laughs> Coping Thorn Lady Silver Light, I'm assuming this. Um, as you dig further through his uh, possessions, Talia, you are going to find um, one vial, and you're also going to find um, 15 gold pieces. Sweet. Just a random vial, or does it have stuff in it? It appears to have a silvery bluish liquid in it. Um, anybody know what this is? And I'm going to hold it up. Hmm. May I take a look at it? Probably just mouthwash. Sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll hand it over to Juliet. Yeah, Juliet's going to slosh it around a bit, uh, open the vial, take a whiff. Is there any way I might be able to use Arcana to identify what this is? Because I assume it's magical. Otherwise, it would be just like, it would be uh, not a note. Uh, yes, go ahead and... Um make a arcana check. Was it 15? You open up this file and, and you take a whiff and you actually dip your finger into it and take a taste and you're like, oh, this is a potion of spider climb. Potion of spider climb? Oh, spider cider. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so let's see climb on walls. Uh, very impractical. Not very useful. At least not where I know. You plan to climb on buildings? I can see several uses for that. And I'm going to hold my hand out, like, hoping she gives it back. <laughs> Juliet will hand it back. If you can use it, by all means. Unless we plan on taking this dwarf's uh, weapon and armor, I think we should move on. Personally, I'm not interested in I. No, they seem too rusted to be of any real use. Yeah, weapons uh, and armor are for dwarves. Hey. <laughs> So you're going to look down this uh, hall and you are going to see some more tracks in the dust now that you've been looking for them. Um, you're going to notice down this hallway, which is about 25 feet to the end of this hallway, you are going to see a set of stone double doors. And then to your right, you are going to see a wooden door. All right, let's walk towards it and hope that there are no traps. Wooden door or big stone doors? start with the wooden door, I think. Alright, Juliet goes to try and open this wooden door. Okay, so you reach for the door, and you turn the handle, and you hear a click, and it starts to creak as you open it. Ooh. So, as you crack the door and look inside, you're going to see what appears to be a bedroom. Um, there's a bed to the right, um, there appears to be a dresser, bearskin rug on the floor, appears to be a table in the left corner, and a fire pit place uh, to the north uh, that is cold. 
Alright, I guess we will head inside. Juliet's gonna go over to these skeletons and nudge them, make sure they aren't alive or right. undead. These, by far, are the oldest bodies that you've seen since you've uh, been in this house. Um, they are desiccated. Um, you can see they're mostly bone. Um, there is some skin left on some of them. Both of these are wearing uh, leather armor that has since just uh, fallen apart over the ages. They both uh, appear to be holding daggers that are very rusty. All right, well, if they're not uh, moving at all, then I guess we can continue searching the rest of the room. Okay. Uh, there was a dresser, a table, a fireplace, a bed, and what else? There was one other thing. Is that a bandit? Uh, right here is a dresser. This is a chest of drawers. And down here is a table. And then there is a bearskin rug in the middle of the room. Um, I'm going to check out the bearskin rug, see if there's anything underneath it or if it's in good condition. Uh, okay, give me an investigation check. Six. You look around and um, it looks like it would have been an expensive rug uh, due to the size of this bear, but it has um, started to uh, rot over the years. Uh, you move it around and uh, roll it up to one side to see if there's anything underneath it. And uh, it just appears to be dust. Okay, then. Okay, I got to call shenanigans. How would dust get under the rug? Come on, Kevin. Well, it's Maybe not as dusty be- as the rest of it, but, I mean, it's not exactly touching the floor in all its places. Besides, where else are they going to sweep all the actual dust? <laughs> all right, I will search the dress. Okay, give me an investigation check. Four. <laughs> you open up the drawers and you start rifling around in here. And you open the top drawer and you are finding a silver-coated brush and comb set. And as you touch the comb, you hear this moan and then a scream. That's probably nothing. As this, uh, the fireplace explodes in this blue flame and out of it, you see this, uh, woman in this very regal looking nightgown with, uh, her hair is flowing all around her and she's bathed in the silver and blue light and she screams at you. How dare you invade my bedchamber? Yeah, probably nothing. <laughs> and I'm going to need everybody to roll initiative. All right. So, uh, Lady Silversmith comes appearing out of this uh, blue flame of this fireplace, and she's just screaming and scanning the room. And before she can react, uh, Talia spins. And what are you going to do? Uh, I mean, I'm going to throw my daggers at her. Uh, 13. Uh, that's gonna miss. And a 12. And that's gonna miss. And if I had advantage. Uh, alright, anything else you wanna do? Um, I will move, uh, up to here and hope she doesn't kill me. Yay! Alright, Alinodos, you're up. Gonna click my heels together three times and get the. That is to say, I'm gonna activate my boots of haste. And now I'm standing next to Lady Silverbutt. And I'm going to punch her a lot. First attack is 23. That hits. Five damage. Oh, second one is 24. So for another five. Third regular attack, another 23 for nine more damage. 
Okay. And then I think I'll go ahead and spend a cheap point for Flurry of Blows. First one of those is 26 for six more damage. And the second one is a critical for 14 damage. Nice. Roll that crit table. 14. Uh, that's that's going to leave a mark. You damage uh, The damage you do uh, can't be healed for the duration of the encounter. Effect is the damage is removed from the target's maximum HP total. Oh. All right, and Flurry of Blows also lets me pace half oh, I love you, but you're being slightly inconvenient, right? All right, Flurry of Blows lets me do stuff. I am going to uh, give her no reactions until the end of my next turn. Okay. And she does not get any save or anything. And that will do it for Lunadas' turn. So next up is Lady Silverlight. Uh, she enters the room, and you starting attacking her. Uh, she is just going to let out this just horrifying, high-pitched scream. And I'm going to need everybody to give me a wisdom saving throw. Three. Twelve. Nine. All right. So, uh, back hold. Still need a good <laughs> All right. So... Um, this is horrifying visage. Um, each non-dead creature within 60 feet of the ghost that can see it must succeed on a DC 13 wisdom saving throw or be frightened for one minute. The save fails by five or more. The target also ages 1d4 uh, times 10 years. Um, so that would be anyone who failed this save uh, who got an eight or less. Oh, I was kind of hoping to see Talia turn suddenly into a middle-aged woman. Oh, I can use the Helm of Second Chances to get a re-roll. Is that correct? Ooh. Yeah, yep. All right, let me do that and fail this one. Uh, no, the Helm of Second Chances doesn't do that. Uh, there's okay. Somebody's got a I have no idea charm. what it does then, because it was never described to me. Uh, that, oh, that lets you take damage for someone. Yeah. Oh, okay. That lets you use your reaction to uh, move your movement and take a hit for somebody. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so, Juliet and uh, Bracul, uh, you're going to age... This could be significant. Uh, that's rolls, uh, roll to one, so you're going to age ten years. But yeah, can you imagine if Talia failed and I rolled a four? And all of a sudden she went from being twelve to being fifty? <laughs> yeah. I would, I would hope it's not fifty like 22 maybe alright so everybody except for Iolus um, you are now feared and cannot move closer to the target well that's inconvenient for Bracool oh yeah it definitely is and Nifron this the aging effect um, just so you know uh, can be reversed with a greater restoration spell but only within 48 hours of it happening to you all right. Uh, so after she does that, she is going to turn to Alunidas, and she is going to take uh, an attack against you. Ooh. Uh, that's a 10. That's going to miss. And that's a 19. Does that hit? If it meets, it beats. So yes, it does. Uh, did you add your AC in with the haste? Yes, I get plus one to AC with haste, right? Uh, I think it's more than that. Hold on. Ooh, if it's more, then she'll miss. Haste is plus two. Aha, she misses. 
Alright, so until the spell ends, the target speed is doubled. It gains a plus two bonus to AC. It has an advantage on deck saves and gains an additional action on each of its turns. The action can only be used to take the attack uh, action, dash, disengage, hide, or use an object action. When the spell ends, the target can't move or take actions until after its next turn as the wave of lethargy uh, sweeps over it. So she just barely misses me. She lashes out with her stupid ghosty hands, and I just sort of... And she... Talia's asking if there's a way to become unfrightened. Yeah, you're going to get an opportunity at the end of each of your uh, uh, rounds to make a wisdom saving throw. Okay, cool. Uh, Next up is Nifron. Uh, He is currently uh, under that effect. He is going to pull out a hand crossbow uh, from behind his belt, and he's going to shoot and miss terribly. Uh, Next up is Iolus who is going to move into the room, and he is going to cast uh, Firebolt. Uh, That's a 14 that's going to miss as uh, this flame appears from his hand and streaks across the room and hits the fireplace. Uh, Next up, Juliet. With uh, slightly more brittle scales, at now age 28, Juliet is going to be sick of this shit and uh, cast more magic missiles because fuck trying to hit these ghosts with regular attacks. Uh, Wait, I thought you were out of. I thought you were out of that uh, spell slot downstairs. Ah, I used all my level two spell slots, but level one spell slots have still four left. Ah, man, spells for days, son. The plot thickens. That's twelve points of damage with a magic missile, and uh, Juliet's gonna take uh, a couple steps back. Magic missiles uh, slam into this ghost, and she turns at you and screams. And says, How dare you attack me in my own house? Uh, Julie, give me wisdom saving throw. Alright. 19, eh? Alright, so you are no longer afraid. Nifron made his uh, saving throw on his turn as well. Alright, uh, Brakul, you're up. Man, you are getting better at saving my name. Throw a skeleton at it. Uh, what kind of, like, wall or check do you have to do to throw a skeleton at her? Uh, that would be, what's your strength? 17. I would say <laughs> you would be able to uh, pick this up and throw it as an improvised weapon so you wouldn't get your proficiency bonus. Beat her to death with her own corpse. Uh, I don't think this is a corpse. So just roll d20. Uh, d20, and I'll let you uh, use your strength modifier. So it'd be d20 plus 3. Oof. <laughs> a bloody 5. So uh, you pick up the skeleton and you raise it over your head and uh, scream and throw it at the Lady Silverlight and it goes about 10 feet and then slides across the floor. I hesitate to know it, but he has disadvantage on this because of the fear effect. Oh, roll, roll another uh, d20. Eight. Not right. much better. <laughs> Nothing happens. Yeah, I was, I was honestly kind of hoping for a crit fail just to see what <laughs> I poke my own eye out with skeletons to <laughs> Alright, give me a wisdom saving throw. One sec. Yep, so that's an eight. You're still afraid. Uh, because afraid of the ghost. <laughs> you know, if you were raging, uh, you would be immune to that. Nah, I'm going to save it for something more important than this. Okay. 
Uh, I mean, granted, he has uh, four uses, but I'm not going to use it <laughs> just yet. <laughs> All right. Uh, there might not be many things tougher than uh, her in this house, just saying. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's just the kids and maybe Silverlight and Lord Silverlight. Oh, there's also the kid's mom. All right. Anything else you want to do? Uh, I don't think there's really much else I could do, honestly. Okay. Uh, Talia, you're up. All right. So just to be sure, um, because I'm flanking with Lunadas, uh, it negates the... It would be whatever my first roll is because it would negate... Uh, the advantage would negate the disadvantage, yes? Uh, that's correct. Just making sure. It would be sure. a straight roll. 20. Uh, that hits. I'll sneak attack. So for 18 damage total, and then my offhand dagger is uh, 21 for an additional 5. So 23 damage total. So, uh... You come up against this uh, ghost while she's uh, facing a Lunados, and you stab her twice in the back, and you see her uh, reach back um, to try to uh, uh, grab her uh, back where you're uh, stabbing her, and she lets out a scream. Uh, next up is the Lunados. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, sorry. Uh, wisdom save. 16! Yay, you pass. So take your little fear thing off. All right, Lunados, you're up. All right. Now to continue beating this woman to death. 19. Uh, that hits. 4, 7. Ah, uh, only 10. Uh, that's going to miss. And 17. Uh, that's going to miss too. Okay, and now for another flurry of 24 and 15. Uh, the 24 will hit. So that's another 10 damage. So I did a total of 17 this time and no reactions for her. All right. Uh, give me a wisdom saving throw. Seventeen. Uh, that's a pass. Haha, don't move ya. And that's it for Luna. All right. So you punch her, and you can see that she's getting really mad now, and she's going to screech at you, and she is going to try to reach out and grab you. But I need you to give me a charisma saving throw. Only twelve. <laughs> So she reaches out and she grabs a hold of you and then everybody is going to see this ghost enter Alunidas's body and Alunidas in your head, it's going to be like this tunnel vision and you are going to feel her take control of your body. So right now, nobody in the room can see her. You've just seen her like enter Alunidas and then disappear. Uh, next up is Nifron, who's going to come running into the room, and uh, he's pulled out his rapier and his sigh, and he just looks around and then looks to you, Talia, and says, where did she go? Into a Lunados. And uh, Nifron's going to say, that's not good. As you say that, Lunados is going to turn towards Nifron, and Nifron's going to see like this, uh, his eyes flare blue and Nifron is going to attack. Um, so he's going to take his rapier stab Lunados and you're all like horrified. And, uh, so that's a 24 and a 19, um, 24, uh, you're going to Lunados, you're going to take 14 points of damage. And on the 19, you are going to take, uh, seven. Nope. Points. That's going to miss. Uh, 24 is going to miss you? The 24 hits. The 19 is going to oh, miss. 19. Because with the haste, uh, Lunadaz's AC is at 20. Okay. 
next up is uh, Iolus, who sees all this happening, and uh, he says, I, I don't know what, what I should do. Do you have a spell that can stop this or fix this? To fix it, mage. <laughs> it's like Jesus fix it. <laughs> Jesus take the wheel. <laughs> mage fix it. <laughs> and uh, I also going to say, I, I, I know nothing to remove a possession. How fucking useless are you? It's not my fault. I'm not a cleric. Excuses. Be better. So his his round's going to be spent arguing with Talia. Uh, Juliet, you're up. Uh, Juliet has no idea what to do at this point, so uh, she is just warily going to pull out her weapon and I, Elunidas, and Nifron, because who knows what the fuck's going to happen. Uh, that's it for Juliet. Uh, Rakul, you're up. Wow. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm still... Am I still afraid, or got like move up towards them? Uh, you made your save, didn't you? Yeah, but I failed it. Uh, well, um, you can't see her anymore. So what? You can't see her. She's not. You see Alunidas. Wouldn't that stop any fear effect? Uh, no, you're still affected by the spell. Oh. Yeah, your last uh, save was a four, so you can't move any closer. So I guess you could move over to the table, start throwing chairs. <laughs> you know what? That's a great idea. Okay. Uh, strange check for this too. Uh, D twenty plus your uh, plus three. Uh, nineteen. Nineteen. So you pick up this uh, chair uh, around this uh, end table over here in the bottom corner, and you lift it over your head and toss it. And it goes flying over the uh, through the air over Nifron's head. And it's going to smack uh, Lunados in the face. I thought his AC was 20. Oh, it is 20. So you miss him. <laughs> Just barely. <laughs> I keep looking at your AC bubble and it says 18 on Lunados. Well, that's what you get for something. All right. So that's going to miss. Uh, give me a wisdom saving throw. You, Nathan. Watch me fail this again. <laughs> Nine. Yep. That's a fail. Uh, afraid Lundas now. <laughs> Such horrible reacted on my part. So first punching in. There's your uh, action, your movement, and uh, your save. Uh, anything else you want to do? Uh, I, I don't think there's much else I can do at this point. Okay, Talia, you're up. I'm gonna take um, a cue from. Uh, Nifron? Uh, can she be uh, in the place I'm thinking? Uh, there's not really enough room between that dresser and that fireplace, and you'd have to be moving through uh, his square to get there. Okay, just figured I'd ask. So I'm just going to... Uh, I'm going to stab it. 22. Uh, that hits him. Sneak attack. And then my offhand. Uh, 13, so that doesn't count. So total of 14 damage. All right. Um... And can I go ahead and roll poison? Yep. Are you sure it's 13 and not 14? My Why offhand dagger only gets plus 6 instead of plus 7. Gotcha. It's 1d4, right? Uh, yes, 1d4. So, 3. Uh, okay. So, um, Alunidas, give me a constitution saving throw. 7. Alright, so, uh, you're going to take 
that three points of damage and you are now poisoned which means you have disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks which is probably a good thing because you're going to be punching your friends here next round or next turn yeah i am uh tell you anything else you want to do um i'm gonna i'm gonna yell to everybody else like guys a lunatus wouldn't want to be possessed we should just go ahead and kill or subdue <laughs> subdue or subdue i guess we can save him later maybe he's gonna kill mm, all right who thought you had to care about your friend so a lunatus you are going to return and attack talia how many times um what would be your normal action i have four basic attacks or standard attacks because of uh you know haste and so on um do the four not three not using your fury of blow flurry of blows all right so he has disadvantage yes uh yes so one of those is one of those uh actually he's got one more attack two attacks per turn plus one for haste and then your bonus can't you attack with your bonus action if any of them hits, I can do a bonus strike. Oh, uh, okay. And, uh, oh wait, the last one would have hit, yes. Probably. Because even with disadvantage, that's 21 to hit for the last one. Okay, so he yeah. hits you once for nine points of damage. Alright. Hold up. It doesn't gain access to the target's knowledge, class features, or proficiencies, so it doesn't get those extra attacks. No, that would be his flurry of blows. I mean, if he... that He's still hasted. I see four attacks But I shouldn't get the uh, bonus attack, I don't think. Yeah, the bonus strike at last does not happen because that is part of a class feature. The unarmed... uh, Was it unarmed combat? Is that what it's called? Something like that, yeah. Okay, Um, it doesn't really matter because he missed with that one anyway. Gotcha. But thanks for bringing it up. All right, uh, next up is Nifron. Uh, he is going to slash at you with his rapier. Uh, both of those miss. And then he is going to attack with his sigh. That one's going to miss too. Uh, Iolus is going to, uh, see that you're just wailing at him. So he's going to move over here and cast Firebolt. Uh, that's going to miss. Uh, Juliet, you're up. Alright, well, I guess we're on the, the bandwagon of killing Alunados. Or subduing. God. I'm sorry, but uh, you wouldn't you wouldn't want to be possessed for the rest of your life, and I don't know how long this lasts. So I'm so sorry. You knock me unconscious. <laughs> I don't know. You could be contaminated. We might have to make sure. Uh, Julia's going to attack with her glaive. Uh, actually, no. Actually, yes. I like. Uh, going to attack with her glaive. Uh, oh, advantage. So I'd say 23 to hit. That'll hit. That'll use 13 slashing damage, and that will end Juliet's. T- all right, so you uh, hack down through uh, Alunados, and there's a, you slash him across the chest, and you're going to uh, see the eyes flare blue again as uh, he opens his mouth and screams, and it's the voice of uh, Lady Silverlight. Uh, Brackul, you're up. You got I two more chairs. Sessions gonna be a- Actually, Jesus. you got two more chairs and a table. I imagine this whole session is going to be us being a balloon us. <laughs> Maybe one more round. Talia's probably going to take him down. She's good at that. I do my best. Yeah, I'm just going to pick up another chair and attempt to throw it out. 
20. Yay. So that hits. So you pick up this... He uh, has disadvantage, though. Oh, right. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> Sorry. No, it's fine. You keep just playing buttons. Oh, another one. She just wants Talia to be the one to take me with. <laughs> yeah, if I find how she now missions that. <laughs> I mean, Alunados would want me to kill him if it was going to be one of our party. Fourteen. Uh, that's going to miss. The uh, the cheer actually goes wide, falls uh, way Wobbles short, wide. and uh, Nifron sees it coming and jumps up as it goes uh, skidding across the floor. Uh, give me a uh, wisdom save. God, how many whistle saves have I done now? <laughs> Five. Oh, critical fail. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. So somehow you're even more afraid now. Probably because of the fact that you can't hit it with a chair. Oh, uh, of course, you're so, he's so scared now. He's just going <laughs> to stand in a corner and cry himself. <laughs> All right, Talia, you're up. I'm going to stab uh, 20 to hit. Uh, that hits. Yep. Sneak attack. And my offhand. Why bother? Luna Dust is down. Oh, well. Sorry, Luno. My sneak attack was really good this time, though. (laughs) (laughs) Now, is he dead or did he subdue him? Uh, Talia, were you doing lethal or non-lethal damage? Um. I think there was a declaration. Yeah, if I did non-lethal damage, he would just be unconscious, yes? Yep, yes. and what's-her-name would appear in an unoccupied space right next to him. I, I mean, because I wouldn't... Talia would not want to actually kill him. She would want to simply save him from himself or something that is taking over him. So I would say that she was trying to incapacitate him. Okay, we'll say that you take the, uh, the hilt of your dagger and smack him in the back of the noggin and you're going to see him fall to his knees and then face first and then you're going to see the ghost of Lady Silverlight um, rise out of his body and appear over here beside Nifron. Does she make a noise or a It's more like a So like a lightsaber coming out of uh, out of its, you know, being activated Yeah, but spookier Oh, spooky lightsaber. All right, uh, Talia, anything else you want to do? Um, I mean, uh, no. Unless I can use that second, uh, offhand attack to, uh, to, uh, on Lady Silverlight when she pops out, but I'm guessing that's a no. Um, I'll let you, uh, take a bonus strike. Cool. So I, I rolled a 25 on that. Should I do it again? Uh, no, that hits. Alright, so I hit her for five. Okay. With my my magic daggers. Alright, uh, next up is Lady Silverlight. So, she doesn't like being attacked. And she, no. looks, she looks at you, Talia, and says, Your next little girl. Bring it. And I'm going to need you to make a charisma save. Bitch, please. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> I freaking love that. So she reaches out and grabs you, and you're going to see Lady Silverlight disappear into Talia for a moment. And you're all like, oh no, not again. And um, she passes right through Talia. And Talia says, bitch, please. 
she can't handle this sass. She does not know what she's dealing with. And uh, she's going to turn around after uh, she leaves and takes one swing at you. Uh, that is a 26. Yeah, that'll hit. And so how much does she hit me for? Uh, 20 points of damage. Holy shit balls, dude. Uh, I'm going to uncanny dodge that. All right, next up is Nifron. He's going to see Lady Silverlight come out the other side of Talia's body. And he's going to take a uh, swing with his rapier. <laughs> All right, well, uh, bad news is the first one was a crit miss. And there is no good news. Uh, tripped up, you slip and fall. You are prone and must use a move action to stand up. This can be done in the same turn if you've not used a move action yet. So he is, uh, well, he can't because uh, he can't. He's already used his action to attack. No, he didn't use his move, though. So he can still stand up. Oh yeah, move action. Okay, so he uh, stands up and then let's see what the other attacks were. Uh, tool misses with the second rapier attack. But with the Psy, that's a 21 that's going to hit for 7 damage. Alright, next up is Iolus. He is going to cast Magic Missile (laughs) for 2 points of damage. Okay, Talia, you should have just killed this fighter. Right? And you're going to hear him say, I'm trying, alright? I appreciate that you're trying. All I'm saying is you would have been more useful to the crows. (laughs) Alright, Juliet, you're up. All right, Juliet is going to come up behind Lady Silverlight. Actually, no, no, that's that's a terrible idea. Juliet is going to move down, almost out of range of her, and cast magic. Two of those left. That will be ten force damage to her. All right, so you let loose this magic missile, and uh, they slam into her back, and she's going to turn and face you and scream. And uh, that's it. Uh, Brockle, you're up. You got one chair left, buddy. Hear that, or I could just rage. Right? I could do that. Yeah, you can rage. I mean, I'd be pretty enraged rage. if I keep missing her with tables, table chairs. Buku has enough of this shit. As he rages, he heals that out as he rages. He's going to. Uh, uh, lady. It's a little Run up to her and try to hit her with my gray axe. With advantage. So attack two more times. Oh, wow. That's just some bad rolls. Um, so you... I know. I'm like John today, or here it was, like these bad rolls a lot. So, uh... <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so you attack with your great axe twice, and uh, you're just, like, itches away missing it. Uh, go ahead and give me a wisdom save. Uh, Eleven. Um, you aren't afraid currently but the fear effect is not off of you you're just you love it. blindly like working through your fear uh, due to your rage uh, next up is Talia alright I'm gonna continue to stab this this evil evil woman uh, 24 uh, that hits sneak attack and then my offhand uh, 23 so a total of um, uh, 24 alright so uh as she turns to face Brockul, uh, you sink two daggers uh, into her back. She cries out in pain. Uh, Lunados is taking a floor nap. It's a union regulated break. <laughs> uh, Lady Silverlight 
is uh, going to turn and face Talia after she stabbed her. Yes. Uh, first attack is a 20. That'll hit. For 18 points of damage. Oh, God. And then the second attack is a crit fell. Oh, excellent. Uh, I'm going to uncanny dodge the first attack, okay. if that's okay. Yep, you'll take 10. Oh, I thought it was 18 points of damage. Or, I'm sorry, 9 points. Okay, just making sure that I had heard correct. What'd she get on the roll table? She got... If she keeps rolling ones, does she automatically die? <laughs> no. That would be a cold mechanic thing. Uh, attacker is pulled one square, so nothing happens. Uh, next up is Nifron. He's going to take uh, his attacks with his rapier. Uh, that's an 18 and a 23. Both of those are going to hit. Uh, that will be for 20 points of damage. And then he's going to take his attack with his Psy. Uh, <laughs> that's a crit fail. It's a 13 on the crit chart. That is, uh, you must move your move speed away from the target. So uh, he lunges with his side, and uh, Lady Silversmith is going to lean into him and get face to face, and he's going to take off running. So he's basically out here to the door. Iolus uh, is up next. He's going to move right here beside the bed and cower down behind it. And he is going to lift his head up and point his finger over the top of the bed and cast Firebolt. And that's going to miss. Uh, next up is Juliet. All right. Casting Magic Missile. One cast left. 11 points of damage. And that's it for Juliet. All right. Rockhold, you're up. Uh, if I'm still able, just go ahead and try to axe. Yep. All right. Now two more attacks for your advantage. Hey, one of them hit. About to hide. Good God. Alright, roll your damage. That is a 13. Alright. So, you finally, uh, you hack across this ghost and miss, and then on the upswing, you come back around and finally connect with it as she, uh, screams out in pain. Talia, you're up. That's just doing ass still bitching bit off. Oh, yeah. Right, oh, so yeah. I'm give me, to... uh, before we move on to Talia, give me a uh, wisdom saving through, Barkool. Nope. All right. Now, Talia, you're up. So I'm going to stab her with my main hand dagger. That's a 24 to hit. Uh, that hits. Sneak attack. So for a total of 19 damage. And then I'm going to disengage. Okay. And run over here by Juliet. All right. Is that it? Uh, Attack bonus movement. Yep. Alright, so Lady Silverlight, um, seeing as the, the only thing with uh, currently within range and standing in front of her is Brakul is going to take uh, an attack on him. That is a 26 and a 16. What's your uh, AC, Brakul? My glasses. You're breaking up really badly. Okay, your AC. I'm letting it in. Yeah, I don't know if you're lagging out or what's going on. All right, so uh, Nathan's saying his AC is 13. Uh, so both of those are going to hit. That does seem awful, though. Well, I mean, he's a barbarian. He's not wearing any armor. Hmm, true. Wait, why not? In Rage, he has damage reduction, and they think there's something about armor that doesn't work with barbarian or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't get his uh, bonuses with anything like greater than leather armor or hide armor, I think. 
Oh, I thought that was just for the AC, where if you're not wearing armor, you get dex plus con as your AC instead of whatever your armor class is normally. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Not familiar with the class. <laughs> Nathan says he just didn't have any armor. Oh. All right, so that is going to be a total of uh, 23 points of damage uh, halved. So, uh, Nathan, you don't have your bubbles filled in, so I don't know what your, your total is, but you're going to take uh, half of 23. 12. Yeah, my health is 91. Okay. Well, we finally have our meat shield. <laughs> uh, Nifron is up. And Skippy. So Nifron is going to run back up here by Lady Silverlight and flank her uh, with uh, Brakul. So that is a 27, a 28, and a 16. So the two rapiers will hit for 22 points of damage plus three on the sneak attack. That is literally the lowest you can get on a sneak attack. Uh, next up is Iolus, who's still crouched behind the bed over here. And uh, he's going to rise up again and fire up a, another firebolt. Uh, that one will hit for three points of damage. Juliet, you're up. All right. Juliet expends her last bit of magic energy to cast magic missile. Nine force damage, and that is it for her. All right. So these uh, magic missiles go streaming over Brackle's head and slam into... Uh, uh, Lady Silverlight's chest. Brockul, you're up. Yay. Hey, there's a crit. Huzzah. And a 22. So let's go ahead and resolve the damage first. So uh, roll your crit damage first. 2d12 plus 3. Unless you get some sort of bonus to damage for raging. I roll 1 or 2. Roll one I more d12. Yeah, roll one more d12. So that's five plus three is eight plus two because you don't get the uh, the bonus on. It's just straight up dice rolls that are doubled. Um, so that'll be ten points of damage and throw uh, a d12 one more time. A d20? Oh no! No, for his second attack is another. Uh, it's a d12 plus three. You get one more uh, one more attack. Your or one more damage roll. D12 plus three because you're 22 hit. Eleven. All right, so now I need you to roll a d20, and this will be your crit chart roll. 11 again. What are the odds? All right, that's lightning strike. You attack so quickly that you get a free melee basic attack. If a, uh, if a spell was cast, you can use a basic melee or cast a free cantrip. So make one more attack with advantage. 20, that one will hit. So uh, roll another d20, or another d12 plus 3. <laughs> Ooh, 15. So, 36 damage. What's it look like when you take this ghost down? Uh, essentially, I'm like slicing her in two when I bring my great axe up in the air and just cut her down straight in the middle to cut her in two halves. So you separate her in two and she lets out this uh, horde screams. As uh, she dissipates into nothingness. She's just jealous that you have better cleavage than her. (laughs) (laughs) As she dissipates, uh, you're going to feel this coldness enter the room. And uh, Talia, behind you, the little girl and the little boy are going to appear again. And they're both going to start laughing and jumping up and down and dancing in a circle. 
singing. She's gone, she's gone, she's gone, she's gone, she's gone. God, we have to kill these ghost kids too? Let's just fucking get this done. Is yeah. this a good thing? I- I'm gonna look at them and say, and, and is, is it's a good thing she's gone? They're gonna say, thank you, thank you so much. We, we've been here for, for decades and she's always so mean to us and chases us around the house. And the little boy is gonna go, yeah, we're very glad she's gone. Thank you so much. Of, of course. Uh, maybe you can help us now. How can we help you? Do you happen to know if there are any jewels or, or gold or anything stored in that? I don't know about any jewels or gold. What about like a, a safe or a chest that, that you've seen somewhere? I, I don't know about a safe or a chest, but... but... Lord Silverlight did have some some secret doors, but we were never allowed to go in them. We we never dared. You would be very angry with us. Well, we can work something out. Can you just uh, tell us where the doors are? You don't even have to go near them. Just tell us where. Well, there's there was one downstairs, and there's one up here in the closet. Uh, which closet in this room? No, 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 it's it's past those doors. And she's going to point to the uh, the door right here. And she says, I'll show you. And uh, you're going to see her ghost pass through this door to the uh, left over here. I'm going to follow, but I'm going to say, uh, hey, Nifron, can you help me out? And he says, sure, but you might want to get the monk back up on his feet. Juliet will handle that. Yeah. I have uh-huh. no healing abilities. All right. Uh, Honestly, now that it's Juliet. Uh, Julia, give me a, a medicine check. Thirteen. <laughs> um, you are through your powers of medicine that you've been trained in so well. Um, it appears the first time that you used it, it worked. So you just start slapping Alunidas in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, after about a minute of this, he uh, opens his eyes and he reaches out and grabs your hand as you uh, try to smack him again. Oh, Lunadas, you're awake. Good. I'm getting um, better at this. <laughs> so I'm just I'm just going to say, uh, can you just point to where the door is? We'll go through it later. And I'm going to be basically just be standing in the doorway. So um, she goes over here to where the, the cl- this door is, and she says, it's, it's right in here past the clothes in the chest of drawers. Okay, thank you so much. Why don't you go play with your brother for a little uh, for a little bit? Okay. And I'm I'm gonna come back in here and be like, hey guys, how can we, you know, take a breather, heal up? You want to stay in here longer? Well, this room seems safe. I certainly don't want to go looking into any more rooms until after we've had a chance to take a breath. So Nifron is just gonna just keep on going and open that door, and uh, you see him walk into a room up here to the uh, northwest. Ah, son of a gun, Nifron. I'll follow him. All right. Give me a... Uh, you walk through this room that's adjacent to the bedroom, and this appears to be some sort of uh, parlor. There's some kid toys in here. Uh, there's a bookcase and a table and a rug and a chair. Um, there's also a long, uh, dead, desiccated corpse that's leaning up against the southern wall. Inside this room, there are two doors to the north. Um, the... Ghost Child appeared towards the door to the left, uh, and that's where Nifron uh, entered. 
When you go in this room, you are going to see that this is like a large walk-in closet. Um, it's probably about uh, 15 feet across. Um, to the left and right, there are racks of uh, robes and cloaks uh, and pantaloons and slacks. Uh, there's also uh, boots and shoes in here. And there's no chest or drawers like the, the child was talking about, but there is a, um, a cabinet um, that's about um, six feet tall and about four feet wide. And Nifron has opened it up, and there's some clothing inside of it. Um, you've also seen where he's like started tearing some of the clothes off these racks, uh, looking for a door. Uh, you want to give me an investigation check? Sure. Eight. <laughs> you got the same thing he did. Oh, no. Um, so you look around in here, and you're not seeing anything that she was talking about, like a secret door. I'm going to uh, walk out here and say, hey, Juliet, uh, come here real quick. Okay. And I'm going to ask Juliet to just break the wardrobe. Don't we have someone else do that, too? Um, Bracool. Yeah, but I, I know uh, Juliet. You're going to make uh, me do so you more don't work? trust Bracool, do you? Bracool, come over here and break this. You're going to break the things, right? Yes, as you guys see me break the door to the house earlier before we came in. Exactly. Tali is still convinced that Juliet's the strongest person in the world, though. 100%. It's like a, my mom can beat up your mom because she's a dragonborn type thing. <laughs> Status effects be gone by now or something? Uh, yeah, they'd be gone. Nifron is going to stand over here to the right of the wardrobe and look at Rakul and say, Be my guest. It shall be a pleasure. Give me a, uh, I mean, a, just a, uh, strength check. Should be a D20 plus three. 16. So, um, you take your axe and you just start taking this uh, wardrobe apart. And uh, you're cutting these. Uh, there's still some robes inside uh, that Nifron had just moved over to the side, or there's some on the floor. And you're just cutting these things to shreds as uh, you take this wardrobe apart. And your axe sinks into the back wall. And you pull back and you feel a draft come from behind it. There seems to be a draft coming from behind. Interesting. It smells like cumin. So uh, he continues to hack away at this thing, and uh, it opens up a false uh, back to this wardrobe, and uh, you see a stone landing um, that goes back about five feet, and then a stairwell uh, that descends to the right. Well, might as well go back downstairs. We can always finish uh, looking around up here once we're done with it. So what about these other rooms? We can always finish looking around up here once we're done with this. Alright, what are you doing? I still think we should take 15 minutes and just uh, take a breather. A short rest makes sense, yeah. A uh, short rest to be about uh, 45 minutes to an hour. Well, I mean, we already dealt with all the bad people. You know, Lord and Lady Silver. But what about the Lord? I mean, he we disappeared, didn't kill but, we him, didn't but kill him. he walked away. Yeah, he's still in the in the house somewhere. He walked through the wall and didn't necessarily leave. We might run into him again. All right, so we're going to say that uh, uh, let's finish up the rest of this room up here uh, to the north up here uh, on this other door. You are going to find a bathroom. 
that is connected to um, the bedroom in this parlor room. Uh, you go inside and look around and there doesn't appear to be anything in here other than like a bathtub, a basin, and a uh, another one of those uh, fancy uh, chairs with a, a hole with a chamber pot underneath. Can I check that again? <laughs> oh, no, uh, it is unnecessary to dig through people's petrified crap. Uh, this one, there doesn't appear to be any crap in here. There is like a stain at the bottom of it, though. Um, to the south, you are going to find an elevated patio uh, that overlooks the courtyard uh, that connects uh, via a glass door um, from the parlor that you're currently in. and So that they can look down on their servants while they eat? Uh, yeah, basically. Out here you're going to find uh, it's just a uh, stone elevated patio with a rug and um, some chairs and a table uh, with some candles um, the chairs are falling apart because they've been exposed and not maintained for the past 40 years. And then uh, the large stone doors that you think connect to that hallway. And I think that's probably a pretty good place to end it right there. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Dungeons & Debacles podcast. If I could ask a halfling size favor, give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It's the best way to support us. New episodes come out every Monday, so make sure to check your podcast app. Do you have an idea to make the podcast better? Tell us about it on Twitter or Facebook. You can also check out our website to see all the maps, lore, and characters at DungeonsAndDebaclesPodcast.com. And now a word from our fantasy sponsor. Are annoying adventurers stealing your treasure and slaying ye hard-earned magical beasties? An expertly crafted dungeon may just be what ye need. Hell, I'm Brog Stoneshield Jr. of Stoneshield and Sons Dungeon Contractors. When me pal started this business, he had but one philosophy. Help people protect what they worked so hard to get. We have free in-tower consultations to design a lair just for ye needs. Our expert Raven Stonesmiths will help you build a dungeon of your dreams, and we can work with any budget. Spike traps, we got them. Flame pillars, no problem. Bottomless pits, we're the best in the business. Do you already have a dungeon and want to upgrade? We can help make it even more secure. With a combined 600 years of experience, there's no dungeon too big or too small. We do them all. Just contact Stone Shield and Sons Dungeon Contractors for all your dungeon needs. Kevin's not really averse to killing characters. That's not a problem for him. He's done it like twice, three times. Jesus. Um, so I know about the two characters before. At the beginning of the the thing, right? Well, not necessarily the beginning, but early on, yeah. Well, in the like fifth, episode fifteen, I believe, is the episode that it happens in. Yeah, something like that. Which compared I'm to mad. Enter the Red Talon. Um, no, I thought it was betrayal. It's the episode. Anyway, yeah. um, yep. so there's that, and then uh, Alexander's dead. Uh, Adel's dead, but I feel like that was more uh, that Oliver. Was, yeah, Oliver. I don't think he even wanted that as a, a choice. It's just that he couldn't do it anymore. And I know I'm preparing for my next character. Just in case. Like I've said before, I don't want... I don't <laughs> want to. 
lose Talia. She's like the best thing ever. But if I do, then I know what I'm going to play after this. Yep. If Lunadas dies, I'm going to go with the sorcerer. Kind of nice. Mm. All right. Is everybody actually back? maybe a cleric? The music you heard on this episode was Nightmare Machine and Evening of Chaos by Kevin McLeod and Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. CreativeCommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0.